Mario Farrar hurt the young Sharks defenseman. Hang in there as the Sharks lose three to one to the Colorado Avalanche. So all that and more on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite tanking team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. Probably a part of the Locked On Network. We cover your team every day, and if you want to be an everydayer, all you got to do is follow wherever you get podcasts, or you can watch on YouTube as well. The Sharks um, get demolished in the shot uh, shot clock, but but hang in there. And a three to one loss to the Colorado Avalanche, their eighth straight uh, loss. As we are fully, fully pushing towards that number one pick. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Mario Faro leaving the game and kind of the rise of the young defenseman, uh, despite the Sharks not playing well tonight. Um, Ty Emerson and, and Henry Thrun had some of their best game. Ty Emerson in his first game back. Henry Thrun, I thought, played really well as well. And then we'll catch up with some of the uh, junior shark or sharks at World Juniors, excuse me, um, thinking about a former junior shark um, who will hopefully be a shark at some point. But anyway, uh, so before we get into all that, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. It's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So we have to start with the Mario Ferraro news, which is, of course, the the Big story coming out right now. Uh, Farrell left the game after uh, taking a hit from Nathan McKinnon um, and did not return. It was in late first period, and then he uh, they announced after the second period that he was not going to be back. So um, big news there as the Sharks continue to continue to deal with uh, injuries uh, throughout the the team. This you know if. You've been on any sort of uh, shark social media. You know the Sharks have the most man games lost this season, um, and it's not particularly close as this team continues just to not have players available to them. Um, so, that's just good. If assuming Faro is out for some point, we don't know. Um, Shang Peng of San Jose Hockey Now had a doctor look like. Um, quick analysis said it looked like it was either a broken clavicle, which is really bad, or a separated shoulder, which is bad but not as bad. Um, and those can, depending on the severity of it, it could be we can kind of play through it, like we saw William Eklund did for a good chunk of last year. Um, or you could get hit again, and then all of a sudden it pops out, and then you have to have surgery, like William Eklund did last year. So, um, or it could be one of those things where he just needs a little. Uh, for already a little bit of rest. So um, expect Burroughs to kind of who, who sat out tonight and Vlasic who um, is on the team, but not really playing would still be kind of those are your other defensemen. Um, 
if Ferrari is going to be out for a while, I mean, I would assume he would go on IR um, and you would have a spot. Maybe that's where you could bring in Logan Couture. I don't know where Matt Benning is right now in his rehab. Um, Leon Gavanke has been really good and on the Barracuda and had two goals this weekend and really deserves to play in the NHL. But anyway, that's getting ahead of we'll, we'll know more probably um, as the week goes on. I haven't heard if they're having practice tomorrow or not when they get probably not. I would assume um, probably I'm assuming they're probably going to get the guys the day off for New Year's Day and then uh, get back at it on on Tuesday when the Sharks uh, are playing. Uh, I believe it's the Red Wings that day. But the young sharks, the young sharks defensemen, um, really start. And I was impressed. And again, the shots, everything. Um, the Avalanche dominated this game. You know, pace, shots, whatever you wanted. Uh, it felt like for good chunks of this game, it was four nothing, even though it was one nothing for a majority of the game. But the young sharks defenseman Henry Thrun. Hi, Emerson. Um, you know, Emerson is first came back from his injury that he had been out for nearly a month. Um, like some, they're starting to kind of come together. You have to kind of remember, right? Emerson's played, you know, 20 games. Ty Ember or Henry Thrun's played about 20 games in the NHL. Like these guys are still kind of getting their feet under them. And it's a lot, especially with the way the Sharks play, where you are constantly in your own zone, um, getting just crushed, you know, just pinned it, hemmed in your own zone. But Sharks did a good job of, of kind of limiting the damage, if that makes sense. So uh, we usually kind of dig into the numbers a little bit later, but like the at 5v5, the Avalanche had 61 shot attempts, right? Um, only 22 of them got on goal and their expected goals for was 1.71. So like, the Sharks did a good job of kind of limiting the damage, keeping it on the outside, blocking shots, making it hard. Again, Colorado, they controlled the pace. You know, they controlled possession, all that stuff. But credit to the, the Sharks defensemen who kind of made life hard, I mean, for this Colorado team, right? That's the way they were slinging pucks around, it felt like, again, it felt like this was a 4 to nothing game halfway through the game. But it was still one nothing, right? It was... And Kapokakinen made some huge saves. The Sharks got lucky with a couple. Nathan McKinnon hitting the crossbar and post, all that fun stuff. But the young defenseman, I thought, played pretty well. And these are kind of these little building block games of, you know, maybe you're, you know your kind of first 20 games are like, okay, I'm in the NHL. Oh, my gosh, I'm in the NHL. And now I think you're starting to get that, like, okay, I'm an NHL player, like that – Let's start to kind of build some confidence. And th this is good for some of these young guys as they look to be future pieces, right? Especially a guy like Henry Thrun and Ty Emerson, who the Sharks acquired, and, you know, Kalen Addison. Like these young guys played a ton tonight, uh, a absolute ton. Um, I know for our, so again, Ferraro being out, um, you know, in the first period, he played, um, pulling up his stats right now. So Ferraro played a, you know, Ferraro we know has been leading, like leading the the team in in uh, time on ice. Um, he played tonight, four oh nine. All right, Jan Rudo played twenty, and a not a young guy, right? Uh, Kellen or Henry Thrun led the defense twenty five oh seven. 
Ty Emerson, 24-21. Um, Ahochak played 20-51, which is kind of right around where he normally is at. And then Ruda played 24-10, so he got a little bit of a bump too. But look at who David Quinch, right? Kind of the one of the big breaking or big inflection points of the game, right? It's the five-on-three. Henry runs over the board with Jan Ruda. Uh, again, I know they have their they're out of people right especially with mario that's normally mario ferraro's spot right there henry thrown over the boards with with hurdle and jan ruda and they did an awesome job killing that penalty and you know again five on three there um they hung in there they did an awesome job henry thrown was the one who got the big clear um i've said it before i keep saying i think henry thrown henry thrown's got he's going to play like 15 years in the league just because of how smart he is and the way he plays the game um is he going to be like a 50 point score? No, but like he is just going to be a solid defenseman who's going to play. He's going to be your fourth best defenseman who's going to play a bajillion games in the league because I just think he's just got all the makeup of it. And again, that this is one of those building block games for Thrun. Um, and the same thing for Ty Emerson, right? His skating, uh, getting him out of trouble. I think those two guys, this is a huge game for the Sharks for um, as you're trying to right this whole season is one, get the get the first pick in the draft and two, find out which guys stick. And I think you got a couple guys here who are going to stick with Emerson and Thrun. So uh, we'll dig into the numbers here in a little bit. And of course, we'll talk about some of these Sharks at the World Juniors as we're going to be getting now um, into the turn actual tournament play here. So uh, we'll get into all that here in just one second. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, which are super fun. Um so if you think, you know, maybe the Dolphins are going to win and Tyree Kill scores a touchdown, that seems like a good parlay to me. Um, you can also find bets in the new Explore tab. You can see what other people are kind of betting. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays. You can kind of see what everyone else is betting and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, uh, let's dig into the numbers and woof. Um, so we had 46-38 of 5v5 time, um, time on ice. And again, the Avs dominated. 61 to 28 shot attempts. Corsi 4 percentage, 68.54 to 31.46. Um, woof. The Sharks again, 11 shots on goal this entire game. Um, that's not very good. <laughs> For example, um, the Avs had 11 shots, had 10 shots on goal in the first period, 11 shots on goal in the second period, and 12 shots on goal uh, the third period. So every period they outshot, basically outshot what the Sharks did for the entire game. 32 to 11 scoring chances for uh, for the Avs. Eight to seven high danger chances. 1.71 to 102 expected goals for. So that's what I was kind of alluding to earlier where, yes, the Sharks gave up a ton of shots, but they kind of 
made it a little bit, they kind of kept Capo Kakinen clean, right? If you look at the heat map at 5v5, um, it's kind of a little bit out and more towards the dots instead of like right in front of the net. Like think about the abs, how, think about the game, how many like were there just right in front of the net? And that's kind of been the Sharks butter, like kind of bread and butters. We'll give up some shots, but we're not going to give up a ton of high danger. And on the flip side, we're not going to create a shot, a lot of shots. But when we do, they're going to be worth it. So the Sharks are very much a quantity over, or sorry, a quality over quantity offense. Um, again, eight to seven high danger chances in favor of the Avs. Um, again, scoring chances were way over, you know, way, way, way in favor of the Avs. But when the Sharks, they got shots, it was high, close and dangerous. So, um, granted, it took them a little bit to to get there. Um, but was a, yeah, definitely an avalanche just kind of owning, owning this game. So, um, as for the forward line, so they started and flipped very quickly um so they started with the so we had zettel and grandlin hoffman um as your as uh, your first line eklund hurdle zadina uh, that line quickly got flipped around um and then you had uh barabanov sunika cunning and then Duclair um, played with uh, Carpenter and Justin Bailey, but Duclair quickly moved up to the second line. So looking at actual time on ice, is that the Grandland line played the most at 10.52 uh, time on ice at 5v5. 10 to 16 shot attempt. Again, all these numbers are going to look ugly just because of how poor the Sharks, the Sharks got outshot in this game. Um 10 to 16 shot attempts, four to five actual shots. Uh, expected goals for is 0.44 to 0.24, so not too bad there. Four to eight scoring chances, three to one high danger chances in favor of them, that line. Uh, the Barabanov Studnika Cunning line played 818, had six to nine shot attempts, um, two to six actual shots, 0.28 to 0.39 expected goals for, four to four scoring chances, and three to one high danger chances um, for that line. So, Interesting to see there now the Sudika is starting to kind of get his feet underneath him and kind of his impact. But I still think he is when Sturm and Kotor come back. Hopefully, it sounds like Kotor might be inching closer. You know, if Sudika then kind of pops back down to the, the fourth line, you kind of try to figure it out from there. So, um, the Eklund Hurdle Duclair line played uh 624. Um, they had three to eight shot attempts, uh, one to five actual shots, zero expected goals for uh, 0.15 expected goals allowed, zero to five score in chances, zero to zero high danger chances, uh, with eight defensive zone starts. So that was the line that uh, Quinn was kind of relying on the defensive zone there. Um, Zadina Carpenter Bailey played 449, six to five. So actually outshot or at least shot attempt wise, six to five, uh, three to two, um, actual shots on goal, 0.8 to 0.15 expected goals, two to three scoring chances and zero to one high danger chances for that line. And then we did see a little bit of the Eklund hurdles, the Dino line played 443, one to six uh, shot attempts and zero to three actual shots on goal. So um, the hurdle line definitely drew the toughest assignments tonight. And that line kind of whatever line that was on that line definitely had its, its work cut out for him. And especially with all the defensive zone starts. So um, you're not going to be playing the Colorado average all the time, which can be an absolute buzzsaw. And it's kind of crazy that, 
two of these games between the Sharks and the Avs have, have been these like grinded out, um, hang in there defensively types of games. And the Sharks came away with a point one and we're about five minutes away from, from coming away with another point in this game. So um, as for our dude, Capo Kakinen, who continues to just play really well, man. Um, yeah. Capo Kak. I'm at the beginning of the season, right? It was all like, what, what do the Sharks want from Mackenzie Blackwood? The Sharks have to make a big decision on Capo Kakinen as he enters uh, his, you know, last year of his deal. But 31 to uh, 31 saves on 33 shots. Expected goals against was 3.16, and he gave up two goals. So another positive expected goals against game. 939 save percentage, better save percentage than Georgiev, uh, just because uh, Gorgiev um, literally just didn't see enough shots tonight, uh, which. It's kind of funny to me. Anyway, um, three. So, yeah, Gorgiev was yeah at least five on five. Uh, Gorgiev did what he was supposed to do. But still, anyway, um, four to four on high danger saves. So, again, Sharks push things out as, as speaking of this young, you know, this young defenseman helping out their goaltender, blocking shots and kind of pushing things out and trying to make it life easy for him. So 13 of 13 mid danger saves, uh, 13 of 15 low danger saves, uh, all situations again. Um, so, I mean, the one, the two goals he gave up, right. The one was a, so low, it's a low dangerous, uh, because it's, position right it's just way off in the heart it's considered a low danger um at least like the game winning goal right is a low danger shot even though capo kakana had no chance on that right just because of the puck movement and the play of of the avalanche there um but you know capo kakana man he's been playing really really well <laughs> like it's 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 awesome to see him kind of quietly put together a really strong run of play you know i i think you know like kind of looking back since thanksgiving it american thanksgiving ish um like he has put together some really really good uh play this this you know since then and um it's good to see especially after what we saw from him last year so um hopefully continue uh blackwood was the backup tonight um you know magnus corona was sent down uh played pretty well i thought on over the weekend for the barracuda um but you know it's these are gonna be the two guys and the sharks you know We'll see what happens when comes a trade line deadline with one or both of these goalies are out. I, I hope not both because the Sharks. I would hate to see them throw back an Emmy and and Magnus Krona in out to the Wolves like that for the last you know two months of the season. That just the, those guys are not quite ready for the NHL. Maybe E two McEnany, but like. That's that's a lot to ask for those guys, especially a guy like McEnany who hasn't really been able to stay healthy for an entire season. So um, again, it'll be interesting to see what they do. If not, not like they can't just trade for a goalie, you know, who's on expiring contract to to hold down the fort and at least till the end of the season. So um, we'll get into the Sharks at the World Juniors and kind of look at where who's playing what, what's going on here as they start to get into the actual tournament play uh, in just one second. All right. Um, 
going to start by saying I did not watch the Team USA game because it was on at 3 a.m. Um, and yeah, that sounded terrible to get up at 3 a.m. So did not watch the Team USA. So we're going to kind of look at more of a bigger picture of where kind of all the players are right now. Um, and of course, our soon-to-be boy, Macklin Celebrini, hopefully, right? Um as for kind of the scoring leaders, right? Um, I think Casper Holton is actually leading among among Sharks prospects. Casper uh, Holton is leading in his four games played, three goals, three assists. Had another power play goal today. Um, that dude loves shooting the puck, and he's really good at it. So, um, yeah, he's been a big part of, of Finland's success. I did watch the end of that game, the the Finnish uh, uh, Sweden game. Um, to get stuffed on the power on the uh the shootout attempt there but halton has had himself a pretty solid uh at least a start to it so um beastead is next um so he's got four points in four games including three goals so three goals and assists and uh beastead looks to be a, a big kind of part of you know of t- uh, team sweden and how successful um they are going to B. Um, Will Smith has bat had a little bit. I don't. He's. It's been a little disappointing. And remember, these tournaments, right? You have to kind of take them with a grain of salt. And with Will Smith, this he hasn't been bad. It's just it's been he hasn't gotten a, an opportunity to play as much as you would hope, right? And does have three points in four games, but he's been playing on the third line, and the lines in front of him have just been playing better, right? Um, Frank Nazar has been amazing. Gavin Brindley's been amazing. Like a lot of these guys have been really awesome. Um, granted, some of these guys are a little bit older. I know Brindley was the same draft class this year, but like Nazar was the year before. Um, you know, like Carter Gauthier, these guys are just a little bit older. So I think for Will Smith, right? Playing on the third line, I think he's making the most of his opportunities. Um, and hopefully maybe as the tournament goes on, it continues to kind of gain some more. And again, it's one tournament, right? One tournament. Um, you don't want to overreact to one tournament, especially with what we have seen from Will Smith so far at Boston College. So, uh, yeah, like Cutter Gauthier has got seven points and or eight points in uh, four games. Like Frank Nazar has been absolutely – Frank Nazar has been the best player for, for Team USA. Um it's like, yeah, he's playing on the third line right now. So um, as for the defenseman, I, you know, I think Havlid really kind of has seen his game. I think his, his games look really good. So, you know, so far here in the tournament um, and he's been a big part, integral part is Sweden has been very much a defensive team, right? They didn't give up their first goal of the tournament until um, at least the round robin until, to, you know, the, the, the fourth game. So um, it's, yeah. And Furlong, I think, has played pretty well as well. Um, again, I have, from what I've seen, I haven't gotten to watch too, too much of Canada. Um, but Furlong, from what I've seen, has played pretty well. He's been kind of playing that middle pairing for for Team Canada. I know Team Canada's had some issues, especially kind of scoring, and they're dealing with some some issues on the forwards right now. And then Polkamp has been like the seventh defenseman for mainly for the for Team USA right now. So, um Heading into so now they're going to be starting the um, uh, we're going to be set for the the playoffs here. So U.S. is going to be playing Latvia um, first, so that starts on January second. Uh, no games on January first here, um, and then we have uh, Team Sweden is playing Switzerland, and then 
those two, assuming U.S. and Switzerland both or Sweden both move on, we'll have a big game between those two. Um, team Canada is team playing Team uh, Czechia. Um, that should be a good game. Czechia has been really, really good so far this tournament as well. And then we have uh, Slovakia, who is playing uh, Finland. Um, so we could be seeing semifinals with filled with a bunch of sharks here. So, uh, but so far, I mean, it's been a really, really fun tournament. I've I've enjoyed. What I've gotten to watch stinks that it's on at some ungodly hour in the morning sometimes, but you know, that's what it is. Time zones are a funny thing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, again, don't, don't, don't panic. If like Will Smith, you know, the point production is there. Um, It's one tournament, right? But we've seen it. Boston college um, has been really good and he's been playing and, a lot of tough, a lot of tough skills, tough teams there. Um, so don't panic on Will Smith because the tournament isn't uh, panning out how we hoped for it would be. But you know, look at Beasted, look at Havled, um, you know, look at Furlong, look at Casper Holton. Casper Holton is you know kind of he's been cranking out a bunch of points on um, on the power play, but you're seeing that five on five that you're not really kind of seeing with London because he's getting more of an opportunity with it. So that's what you want to see. Right. Um, and Macklin Celebrini, um, who has been the best player for team Canada. Um, it's yeah, he's been the best player for team, uh, Canada. This, this so far, this tournament and it's not Connor Bedard, what we saw last year, but like Celebrini has been doing just fine. So, you know, he has eight points and four, uh four games including four goals and um like you know i think macklin silver is gonna be a really really nice piece for the sharks if they if they get in the position to draft him so um that's gonna do it for me tonight uh happy new year's to you uh where whenever you're listening to this uh want to thank you guys personally for everybody who supported me even if you've watched just one episode or listen to one episode, or if you just clicked on one of my articles or whatever you've done to support me, I appreciate it. Um, I, I still can't believe I get to do this and talk to you guys. Uh, again, I'm just an idiot with a microphone and for some reason, uh, people seem to enjoy it. But, um, again, thank you guys so much. It means a lot. Um, hopefully 2024, I mean, 2023 is amazing. You're right. Went to the draft, cover the draft in Nashville. Um, hopefully 2024, we're going to, be in, be in Vegas for that first overall pick. So that's the hope. Um, but I will be a big, most likely be in Vegas unless like something catastrophic happens, but um, planning on being in Vegas for the draft. I'm um, going to be the best year of locked on sharks, et cetera, et cetera. As we close in almost a thousand episodes for me of locked on sharks, that'll be coming up here in the next couple of weeks. So um, that's going to be it for me today. Um, enjoy your new year's. We'll be back tomorrow uh maybe we'll do a uh, a prospect dive on some of the uh some of the guys who are starting to kind of come out of when uh, christmas break here so um that'll be it uh make sure you follow the show on twitter facebook and instagram um at locked on sharks you can also get the podcast wherever you get podcasts watch on youtube follow me on twitter at my fry hole until tomorrow bye friends